greet you in the name of Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. And I want to first also thank uh, Susan, Brenda, and the choir for that uh, preparation, that ministry of music to share the gifts that God has uh, given you that we might be enriched and edified. You know, I, I find that each of us are on a pathway, a journey, if you will. And I uh, think it's fair to say, and hopefully you'll agree, that uh, our individual lives have come here to the sanctuary and crossed, but if not only for a moment. And in this time that we, uh, we cross paths in person, we have opportunity to share in the gospel, to learn of God's goodness and his mercy. And this pathway at times in this world can be dark and uncertain. And we can be searching for that pathway that leads to that tree of life. And so for a call to worship, I'd like to share these words with you out of the book of Psalms, 119.105. I think some may find this to be familiar. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And that is a promise that we come to remember today as we hear the spoken word, that it might light our path and give us direction from the book of John, chapter 1, we find these words. The gospel was the, was the word, and the word was with the Son, and the Son was with God, and the Son was of God. In him was the gospel, and the gospel was the life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the world, and the world perceiveth it not. He was a True light, which lighteth every man who cometh into this world. And that is the light that we come to seek today. From Jesus Christ, that these words might give us that truth and understanding. And that we might apply them in our life. And so lastly, from the book of Mormon, 3rd Nephi, chapter 8, starting 54. Be up, hold up your light, that it may shine unto the world. Behold, I am the light which ye shall hold up, that which ye have seen me do. Let us uh, join together as we, um, we move forward in seeking that light and hearing that broken the word come forth, even as Christ, to strengthen us today and unite our faith in, in him. Let us turn to him, number 407, walk in the light. <laughs>
Almighty God. It is in the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ, that we would approach thy throne. And Lord, I would first ask forgiveness of our sins of this group, of this congregation. Lord, that their hearts might be made ready to receive the word which you have for us today. Lord, there are so many who are battling along this rugged road, whether in health, whether in sorrow, cares of this world, Lord, each one here bears burdens. And we know, Lord, that you have offered to take those upon you that we might lay them down. And so I pray, Lord, for this people that they indeed may lay down their burdens before your feet at this time. And Lord, I would pray for these men who stand behind me as they stand ready to minister unto thy people. Would you please bless them with those words to speak. And Lord, for my brother Ed, as he presides, would would you please bless him with that spirit of presiding that he might be aware of anything that is needful within this setting. And for our brother Steve, as he is prepared and made ready, Lord, not just the past week or month, but these many years, that he might serve thee and bring forth to your people that living word. Lord, would you please open the windows of heaven unto him. Would you open his heart and his mind and loose his tongue. And Lord, may we be granted the ministry of the church of the firstborn through our brother, that we might receive of that gift this day to worship Thee in spirit and in truth. Lord, we thank You so much for Your Son, Jesus Christ, and for His life and His sacrifice on our behalf, for the price He paid for our sins, that we might enter back into Thy presence. Thank You so much, O God, for this glorious, wonderful gospel for the joy and for the redemption it brings. Thank You for loving us, O God. Thank You for dying for our sins. And we love You, Lord. And I would ask this now in the name of Your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Hear ye the words of the Lord, as recorded in section 101, starting in verse 2b. It is wisdom in me, therefore, a commandment I give unto you, that ye shall organize yourselves and appoint every man his stewardship, that every man may give an account unto me of the stewardship which is appointed unto him. For it is expedient that I, the Lord, should make every man accountable as stewards over earthly blessings which I have made and prepared for my creatures. I, the Lord, stretch out the heavens and buildeth the earth as a very handy work, and all things therein are mine. And it is my purpose to provide for my saints, for all things are mine, but it must needs be done in mine own way. And behold, this is the way that I, the Lord, have decreed to provide for my saints, that the poor shall be exalted, and that the rich are made low, 
For the earth is full, and there is enough, and to spare. Yea, have prepared all things, and have given unto the children of men to be agents unto themselves. To bow with them, please. Our Heavenly Father, may we always remember that you are the provider of all good blessings, whether spiritual or temporal, and that you ask but uh, a small portion of that to be returned to you for the furtherance of your work here in this part of your vineyard. So we pray a blessing, Father, on the on the uh, offering that is set before thee this day, that it might be used wisely and, and again for thy purposes. We pray, Father, that you would continue to bless thy people and bless them in their uh, ability, Father, to uh, share and to uh, provide for others and, and have a, an outlook, Father, that would uh, be pleasing unto thee. We ask these things, Father, in the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. hesitate to to stand I was enjoying that music so much thank you let me say this before the scripture reading that I testify to you that that which I'm about to read to you from the fifth chapter of Alma is true. Nothing can be more true than this. And he shall go forth suffering pains and afflictions and temptations of every kind 
And this, that the word might be fulfilled, which saith, he will take upon him the pains and the sicknesses of his people. And he will take upon him death, that he may loose the bands of death, which bind his people. And he will take upon him their infirmities, that his bowels may be filled with mercy according to the flesh, that he may know according to the flesh how to succor his people according to their infirmities.
Thank you so much, ladies. That was just beautiful. Thank you, Susan. For he will never leave you alone, brothers and sisters. What a, what a wonderful blessing to know that. That he is a God of strength, a God of mercy, a God of intelligence. And he wants you to know that he will never leave you alone, as you have just heard sung in such a beautiful manner. The uh, scripture lesson that we shared with you is taken from the book of Alma, as I mentioned. The Lord wants to take away your afflictions and your infirmities. You know that, don't you? What a blessed God we have. He's come into this world to not only take away your sicknesses and your infirmities, but he asks you to lay aside the things of this world and come unto him that you may be partakers of that glorious, glorious city which beckons us on. Even Zion the Beautiful. So the God that we worship awaits a people who he can trust to accomplish his purposes by way of sacrifice. We've talked about that of late. And is it really a sacrifice when we're supposed to be doing what we're supposed to be doing in the first place shouldn't be a sacrifice by way of total denial of self. He awaits a people who he can trust by way of complete obedience to him. Because as we uh, tried to share last week, with you that he's not forgotten the covenant that he has made with you in the waters of baptism. Neither have years dissolved the integrity of it. It is the same today as the day you made it. And when men and women and boys and girls can come to that knowledge, until we can come to that knowledge, Zion will never be. You only need to be baptized one time. We can't stress that enough. The commonality of your life with your peers has been a hindrance to you because God has called you to come up higher, you see, and not be satisfied with terrestrial longings. He has chosen you to exemplify his life and not walk in the paths of commonality. And that doesn't mean that uh, we shouldn't have all things in common, for we have to, do we not? Let's go to section 77 just for a moment. 
These words are familiar to you, but it is important that we talk about this. I'm going to look at paragraph 1F. For if you are not equal in earthly things, you cannot be equal in obtaining heavenly things, you see. For if you will that I give unto you a place in the celestial world, you must prepare yourselves by doing the things which I have commanded you and required of you, you see. Again, I say I'm not talking about having all things in common. We have to. But the commonality I'm talking about here is the commonality of the world. Because it has been a hindrance to us. We are to be a light upon the hill, are we not? And we cannot hide that light under a bushel. Brothers and sisters, honestly, how can it be any other way? The die is cast, the way is set. And the favored time is now for his accomplishment. And that will be done with or without you or me. Let's be a part of it. They're bringing to pass the return of that beautiful city that beckons us on, even Zion the Beautiful. You might say of Steve, well, how can I help? What can I do for that cause? May I suggest by being cheerful in your warfare that you may be joyous in your triumph, the scriptures say. By being righteous, And you know what is right and wrong. By being valiant in testimony, as we talked about in church class this morning. I was uh, preaching a sermon one day about a sister uh, who had passed on to uh, the other side. I was uh, preaching this uh, sermon in a conscience a conscious spiritual knowledge came that she was valiant in testimony. Therefore, she received the crown of glory. These are they who are honorable men of the earth, speaking of the terrestrial, who were blinded by the craftiness of men. These are they who receive of his glory, but not of his fullness. Our sister received of his fullness. I was made aware. These are they who receive of the presence of the Son, but not the fullness of the Father. Wherefore, they are bodies terrestrial, and not bodies celestial, and differ in glory as the moon differs from the sun. These are they who are not valiant, speaking of the terrestrial people, in the testimony of Jesus. Wherefore, they obtain not the crown over the kingdom of our God. I remember Brother Mike Long's funeral. Out at the cemetery, 
and another spiritual consciousness came. When all of those people out there, however many there were, not all of them would stand up when the Lord returned. But some would uh, remain, and as scriptures say, that they will have to remain there for a thousand years. What a sobering thought that was to me. As you know, in most cemeteries, I'd say most all, your feet are planted towards the east. And that day when the Lord comes to call his own, his own, those people will rise up and follow him. But others he will say, ye sinners, stay and sleep. Boy, that hit me like a ton of bricks, I'm telling you. It was a, a real eye-opener for me to know that, Steve, you better get busy. And you better declare this gospel. And more importantly, you better live this gospel. Let's go to section 70, or 66 just for a moment. This is a revelation given to Dr. William McClellan. I'll read from, I'll begin at paragraph 2a. Verily I say unto you, my servant William, that you are clean, but not all. Repent, therefore, of those things which are not pleasing in my sight, saith the Lord, for the Lord will show them unto you. If we have a sin in our life, and we even think we have a sin in our life, let's ask him what it is so we can rid it of our life and come unto him pure and clean that we may be made partakers of that holy, holy bread of life. You know, next week we're going to be sharing the uh, emblems of the body and the spirit of our Redeemer. May I suggest to you that we come prepared that we can know that he is going to be with us. It does take preparation, doesn't it? We can't just show up. It's a preparation of lifetime, isn't it? Because he wants you to be the recipient of those blessings. So may we come prepared next week to receive of those beautiful, beautiful blessings. I'm a 16. Let's go there just for a moment. And uh, I want to refer you to section, I mean, uh, verse 229. And now as I said unto you before, as ye have had so many witnesses, therefore... I beseech of you that you do not procrastinate the day of your repentance until the end. 
And so it is with next week. We cannot procrastinate till Saturday night or Sunday morning to get prepared to meet him. It's the same principle. For after this day of life, which is given to us to prepare for eternity, behold, if we do not improve our time, don't you love that? If we do not improve our time, while in this life, then cometh the night of darkness, wherein there can be no labor performed. You cannot say when you are brought to that awful crisis that I will repent, that I will return to my God. We can't do that next Saturday night or Sunday morning, can we? Nay, you cannot say this. For that same spirit which doth possess your bodies at the time that ye go out of this life, that same spirit will have power to possess your body in that eternal World That was brought home to me some 40 years ago by a 70 in the church. I didn't realize that. I guess it was about 45 years ago, come to think of it. That when you're buried, that spirit that you possess that day is the same spirit, spirit that's going to greet you on the other side of the veil. And that veil is so thin, is it not? It's such a short step, really, from this life to the next. Some of us are facing it rather quickly more than you others, you young people. So dare I say again, we cannot procrastinate the day of our judgment for today is the day that we can perform our labors. I have a pamphlet that was given to me a number of years ago. I don't remember how many now. And uh, my father-in-law gave it to me when I first met him. God rest his soul, and I'm glad he gave this to me. I tried to be a student of that because it's the Word of God through our elder brother, Brother Joseph Luff. It's called Concerning Our Whereabouts. And in the song of entreaty that we used to sing, we don't sing it anymore, are these words. My ways are not yours. But know ye, I am God, nor speak in vain. Be not slow the call to answer. Few the moments that remain. Not by skill or wisdom human. Not by wealth of carnal lore, but with panoply from heaven. Seek ye conquest evermore. You know, we find ourselves in different organizations and so forth. And those are good things to do or to be anxiously engaged in the good cause of our own free will for the powers in us, section 58 tells us, like we talked about in class last week. But the most important organization you can be a part of is this gospel, this church, because it, because it is the gospel 
of salvation to you. All of these other things that clamor for superiority encumber us in the war that we wage in this life are so insignificant, those other organizations. You see, but this gospel is the gospel into salvation. We talked about in class this morning. I want to thank you again, Justin, for that wonderful class. I remember Sister Thelma Castor, you do too, I know you do, sitting right back there, about a row behind Susan there. She said, the day will come when you will have to have a testimony of your own. She was right. The day will come that you'll have to have a testimony of your own brothers and sisters. That day is approaching fast, I dare say. Your prayers are being answered. I want you to know that. Go to section 95 with me just for a moment. Why would the Lord ask us to pray to him and not answer those prayers? But it is the prayer of faith, you see. Sharon, and I said Susan. Sorry, Sharon. Verily I say unto you, my friends, fear not. Let your hearts be comforted. Yea, rejoice evermore. And in everything give thanks, waiting patiently on the Lord. For your prayers have entered into the ears of the Lord of Sabbath and are recorded with this seal and testament. The Lord hath sworn and decreed that they shall be granted. Your prayers will be granted and are being granted. Therefore, giveth he giveth this promise unto you with an immutable covenant that they shall be fulfilled. What a great God we have to promise you that your prayers are going to be answered. Do any other of the other churches have that? Do you know what you have? And all things wherewith you have been afflicted shall work together for your good and to my name's glory, saith the Lord. We have the gospel before us. We have the rock of revelation before us. And what do we do with it? When I'm pointing my finger at you, three others are pointing right back at me. How blessed we are. How blessed we are to have this gospel. Are you worthy of him? Am I worthy of him? I'm not. I think as a people that we don't live expectantly 
as we ought. I, I really believe that. When we ask the Lord and prepare ourselves and fast and pray and study, we need to expect the blessings from heaven. We have to. I know I'm preaching to the choir here. You know these things. But just as a reminder, we ought to live expectantly, more so than we do now. Turn to section 59, just for a second, please, with me. I'm just visiting with you today because it's important that we talk about these things, brothers and sisters. I'm going to look at paragraph 2, D, E, and F. Wherefore I give unto them a commandment, that's you and me, saying this, Thou shalt love thy God with all thy heart and with all thy might, mind, and strength, and in the name of Jesus Christ thou shalt serve him. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Thou shalt not steal, neither commit adultery, nor kill, nor do anything like unto it. Thou shalt thank the Lord, thy God, in all things. Thou shalt offer a sacrifice unto the Lord thy God in righteousness, even that of a broken heart and a contrite spirit. You see. So therefore... We have to go to section 94, which says this. All among them, in other words, all among you, who know your hearts are honest and are broken and their spirits contrite and are willing to observe their covenant by sacrifice, Yea, every sacrifice which I, the Lord, shall command, they are all accepted of me. You've been accepted of your Heavenly Father right now. And as you read and study and employ this work in your life, you'll continue to be blessed. You'll continue to be accepted of your Lord, your God, and your Redeemer. You know, this, uh, this room here is more than just a room to me, and I know it is to you. You see, this room is more than that. It's more than just a place for me. It's a room where I've watched little flowers stand up. On the concrete floor, no pews, no platform, no carpet. When, he, when Redeemer of Israel was played over the loudspeaker while working in this sanctuary one day when the tornado hit the fry farm, you can't forget things like that. It's a room where I felt the presence of angels as also the presence of loved ones who have gone on before. 
It's a room where I have been uh, spoken to by the Holy Spirit, as you as well. It's a room where I've uh, witnessed many couples share their wedding vows and commitments to one another. It's a room where I've seen babies being blessed and enjoyed the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. It's a room where I've... uh, seen priesthood confirmed. It's a room where I've seen uh, boys grow up and preach this gospel. It's a room where we've been uh, able to say goodbye to our loved loved ones. It's a room where I've heard uh, other voices in the choir and in the pews. It's a room where I've enjoyed the beautiful Christmas hymns. It's a room where I've watched young boys take their place and answer the call to priesthood authority. So you see, it's more than just a room to me, as I know it is for you. Do you want a better life, saints and friends? Do you want a more fulfilling life, as we heard about in class this morning? Then turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. I'm privileged to uh, have these words that we heard the ladies sing this, this morning. I have a copy of it here. Think about this now as I tell this to you. Hast thou not known, hast thou not understood what great things he has done for us, his saints? Scriptures reveal, his prophets did foretell, his wondrous works among his children well. His boundless love calls us to come up higher, a great reward. To those who heed that call. Hast thou not known the plan of great salvation? To those who die to this world's low desire, the hope of him who died for sins remitted, to those who choose to walk the narrow way, mortal behold how wayward thought and deed cannot lay claim to blessings great and grand. Hast thou not known the love of God the Father whose vast design secures souls back to him? O wavering faith that finds mankind despairing, be true to duty, works of love employ.
Alleluia, the Spirit cries once more, all that he hath, he will impart to thee. I look forward to the times when we will be endowed with the Lord's Spirit to a greater degree. We're endowed today, I know that. But the day will come that you will be endowed with a greater power to do that which is right before him, knowing full well and discerning what is right and what is wrong. I look forward to hearing your testimonies like we heard this morning in class. I appreciated what Brother Carl had to say last uh, Sunday night as we remembered the 200th anniversary of uh, Brother Joseph receiving the plates three times one night and, and the next morning as well. When he said, life as we know it, will not be the same very soon. The Spirit bore witness to me that he was right. I've known that for a long time now. So, brothers and sisters, may we go on. How can we not go on in a work? In this work? that he has given us to do.
Shall we pray? We thank you, O Lord, for all of the rich blessings that you bestow upon us from moment to moment. We thank you for the gift of your Son, Jesus, and the promise we have of his love and his care and his being present with us, Father, at all times. Thank you, Father, for the gift of your gospel. Thank you for your forgiveness and thank you for your love. We pray, Father, that we might be worthy of all that you have blessed us with. We truly are a blessed people. We thank you for the presence of your spirit throughout this hour. We thank you for our brother Steve. We thank you for the voices of the ladies who sang for us. Father, you are a gracious God, and we are blessed so richly. We pray, Father, that our testimony might be strengthened because of the presence of your spirit working with us and being with us for your forgiveness and for your love and for your watch care over your, over your flock. Be with us, Father, as we go to our several homes. May we continue to possess this spirit and may we reach out to our neighbors, our friends, our loved ones, our family, that they might be enriched, Father, by the presence of your spirit. Recognize your love and your concern for each of them and recognize the many, many prayers that have been answered as we've raised our voices to thee. We praise you, Father, and thank you for, for your rich love and ask once more that you go before us and we ask it in the name of your loving Savior, even Jesus the Christ. Amen. Mm-hmm.